Are you listening? Damn. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Well, hello there, boxing fans around the world. Thank you for joining us once again on Friday Night Panel. Hosted by Tim Witherspoon, two-time heavyweight champ. Mike Ward is in the studio with us, and James Hagler as well from Boston, Massachusetts. All right, yeah. uh, Mike, I believe you're going to start us off with uh, some upcoming shows. Yes, yes, we are. We're going to talk about some upcoming matches this weekend. Folks, we got some good ones for you, so stay tuned while we uh, we talk about it. Um, yeah, we'll go one by one, and we'll, uh, we'll break down the card, and then uh, we'll discuss, and, and we'll keep going. That's going to be great. So, guys... Today, not really much going on in the world, but tomorrow we have Ben Shalom's boxer is going to have this wonderful Billum Smith versus Chamberlain card. Chris Billum Smith and Isaac Chamberlain are about to get underway, guys. I can't wait to see this one happen. Uh, on this card, we have this one is for the Commonwealth Boxing Council Cruiserweight title in the EBU European Cruiser. And this one is scheduled to get under pace 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, also on this card, uh, on the undercard here, we got Joe Pickford is in action against Rafael King. Joe Pickford profiled this guy on my show, I believe, a couple of times over the last couple of years. Watch out for this kid. Joe Pickford is 19-0, and 0, looking to stay undefeated. And then in action, we also have Mikhail Lal, who's 15-0, and 0, taking on Kukulo Adino. This one, can't wait for this one either, guys. Man, honestly, I've been following this kid. I'm trying to go on the podcast. I was trying to get uh, Leon. Time. I'm trying honestly, to get Leon this on the podcast. This one you're not going to want to miss, folks. I'm right on the podcast uh, now. Also, <laughs> you call me so you can be on the podcast. I'm sorry. Uh, Good friend Jimmy, who's a boxing promoter. We trying to get Leon to come on, and Jimmy called me. Just give me a minute, okay? Okay. Yeah. Shout out to Carl. Yes, thank God there are UK cards back on. That's right, Carl. Thank God we got some great UK action underway, man. Yes, like I was saying, we got Chris Billum Smith headlining this one, along with Isaac Chamberlain, and this one is for the cruiserweight titles, Commonwealth and European. Yes, Joe Pigford in action on that card as well, along with Mikhail Lal, Frazier Clark looking to stay undefeated and improve to 2-0. and And we also got... Sorry Stephen, about that. No, no problem. And we got Stephen McKenna okay. also looking to stay undefeated, guys, as he takes on Facundo Alberto Roes. And, uh, yeah, and this one's going to be a great one in the welterweight division. Also, we got the debut of Ben Whitaker taking on Greg O'Neill, guys. Caroline Dubois is up. Uh, in this one, looking to stay undefeated and move to 3-0 and as she takes on Happy Doughty. And Hasim Azim, who's 3-0, and is taking on Jacob Quinn. And this one, you know, this card, I can't wait to see this one, guys. Um, anybody know what's going on with these guys? Anybody looking forward to these matches like I am, to be honest? Graham. Sorry, can't hear you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Because my dog was barking, and I said, oh, I better turn off my mic. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to Ben Whitaker. Yeah. Right? We, we were talking about him last summer uh, a lot. 
and uh, his dad was a big fan of our show and uh, said great things about him. Uh, he lived up to that expectation, got the silver medal, and uh, you know he's entered the pro ranks. So let's see how he does. That's what I'm looking forward to. There are other fights as well, but I just thought I'd mention that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, ben Whitaker, you know, um, he goes on the record. You know, pressure makes diamond. There's been a lot of talk, and Saturday I have to back it up, and I believe I will. So this guy is ready for it, man. He was ready for it July second, but has given uh, it has given him more time to develop. No more time to learn my craft and more time to mature as a professional. Uh, he's been out in Miami and let, you know, let him really focus on uh, finesse and polishing his skills that he already has. So, guys, be on the lookout for Ben Whitaker to make a statement when he debuts tomorrow night or sorry, tomorrow afternoon, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You know, we got Caroline Dubois also. She's also been learning and been doing great in the gym. Uh, you know, these fights are helping her get ready. Uh you know, to doing it under the big lights, man, improving day in and day out in the gym. So she feels that she's come leaps and bounds from when we seen her last time, man. She's been getting a lot of sparring going on in the ring, and she feels confident about her ability to perform and come through with a big victory this Saturday. Uh, also, Stevie McKenna, him and his brother are very competitive. You know, he got knocked out last time he was out, so he wanted to go get the knockout on Saturday night. So he's he's definitely going to make his statement as well. Also, Mikhail Lal, like watching this kid, man. He's been out of the ring for a little while, guys. But he told his team he needs to fight someone, so get him ready. So he's ready, man. He's, he's ready to do it. And obviously, you know, Hasim Azim, uh, he trains with an amazing stable. And it's amazing to be around him. You know, Chris Billiam Smith is the main event. And uh, well, he's on the undercard. He's the only. He is the only young, and now he's just getting the experience. A few years down the line, it'll be the main event he will be in. So, guys, be on the lookout for this wonderful card that's going to get underway starting 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, guys. Um, definitely, this one's uh, this one's going to be a good one for the books, man. I'm glad to see some uh, nice UK boxing has returned this weekend, as Carl has mentioned it. You know, it's uh, it's always makes for a good weekend. We get to see some UK fights early in the Saturday afternoon, right? Um, anything you guys want to add before we move on to the next card? Of what's going on this weekend? Uh, I'll mention that uh, there was a fight going on down in Uruguay um, that I mentioned in the news this morning, uh, but I guess you haven't noticed that one. But you, you would just bypass and said, "Oh, there's nothing going on tonight." There, there's <laughs> okay. a there's a decent card going on down in Iroquois uh, tonight. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sorry. Sorry, guys. I totally passed over that, I guess. I guess there are some great fights going night. on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I've been I've been uh, just told that I was wrong and that there are fights uh, tonight. So, definitely. I, I can't wait. That means I got something to do tonight. I'm not just going to sit here and watch car shows. I'm going to get to watch some boxing. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> um, I want to touch base on the uh, Premier Boxing Championship card, man. We got Danny Garcia taking on Jose Benavides Jr. Uh, you know, the two-division world champion and Brooklyn fan favorite, Danny Swift Garcia, will make his super welterweight debut against exciting contender Jose Benavides Jr. in a 12-round showdown that headlines a stacked triple header Saturday, July 30th, live on Showtime from Barclay Center in Brooklyn, guys. So be on the lookout for this card, man. This one is getting underway at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's 6 p.m. Pacific. And we'll also see Polish Star and Brooklyn all action. Adam 
Konaki returning to the ring to take on Turkish Olympian Ali Ern. Um, this one is scheduled for a 10-rounder in the heavyweight event. So this one's going to be good, man. And Gary Antoine Russell faces two division champion uh, Bartholomew in a 10-round showdown to kick off the telecast, guys. Uh, can't wait for this one. You know, a world champion at 140 and 147, Garcia, who is 36-3 with 21 knockouts, owns one of the sport's most impressive resumes as he now seeks to add a 154-pound title to his list of accomplishments. He returns to fight at Barclays Center for the ninth time, where he headlined the first ever boxing show at the arena in 2012 in his Showtime debut. The Philadelphia natives run through the super light division, saw him defeat a string of champions, including Eric Morales, Amir Khan, Zab Judah, Nate Campbell. The list goes on, guys. As a welterweight, the 34-year-old added triumphs over Lamont Peterson, uh, Robert Guerrero, uh, defeating Guerrero for a vacant title in 2016. Garcia's campaign at welterweight included narrow defeats to some of the sport's most talented Rugged fighters, Keith Thurman, Sean Porter, and the unbeaten unified champion, Earl Spence Jr. Then we got the 30-year-old Benavides, who is 27-1-1 with 18 KOs, is the older brother of the unbeaten two-time world champion, David Benavides, and is trained by his father, Jose Sr. Uh, a long-established contender, Benavides moved up to super welterweight in his last fight after dropping a 147 showdown to Terrence Crawford in October of 2018. Benavides fought Francisco Emmanuel Torres to a draw last November, his first action in just over three years. The Phoenix native has previously earned wins over contenders such as Mauricio Herrera and Francisco Santana and Frank Rojas and his way, on his way to that world title opportunity against Crawford, guys. Uh, big one, big, big fight card here, man. Honestly, I'm looking super excited to this one. 33-year-old... Uh, Kuanaki, who is 20 and 2 with 15 KOs, returns to the friendly confines of the Barclays Center, where he has previously fought 10 times, compiling a 9 and 1 record with five knockouts. Born in Lomas, Poland, before moving to Brooklyn, uh, where he was seven. Um, you know, he will step back into the ring after dropping a pair of explosive fan friendly fights to Robert Hellenius, uh, who owns victories over former world champions Charles Martin and former title challengers Gerard Washington and Chris Ariola. Uh, you know, his August 2019 battle against Ariola at Covey Box records for uh, heavyweight and combined power punches thrown and landed. So that was a huge one, guys. And then, uh, you know, we got the Olympian from Turkey, Demarizan, uh, who is 16-1 with 12 knockouts, has fought out of Hamburg, Germany in the professional ranks since turning pro in late of 2016. And this 32-year-old won his first 11 pro fights, including a second round stoppage of uh, Rad Rashid to capture the European heavy title in 2018. Uh, his first U.S. outing came in 2019 when he became the first person to go the distance against F.A. Jagba. You guys remember that fight because I know I do. Uh, losing by decision since that defeat, uh, Demarizan um, has scored five straight victories, including defeating uh, Gerard Washington and uh, Kevin Johnson in May. You know, and then our man, you know, a native of Capitol Heights, Russell, Gary Anton Russell, who's 15-0 and 0 with 15 knockouts, will be continuing on that legacy left by his late father, Gary Sr., as he belongs to one of the sport's permanent fighting families and trains alongside his older brother's former WBC featherweight champion, Gary Russell Jr., and bantamweight contender, Gary Antonio. The 25-year-old Russell has yet to allow an opponent to make 
to make it to the final bell since turning pro in 2017 following his run representing the U.S. at the Rio 2016 Summer Olympics. Most recently, Russell added the most impressive professional victory of his career thus far as he became the first person to stop former champion Victor Postel in their February clash on Showtime, if you guys remember that one. Um, lots lots going on here, guys. Lots going on. There's a great card. Um, we got some young, hungry, and undefeated kids coming up on this one as well. Uh, so be on the lookout for this, man. We've got Sergey Dervichenko is on this card taking on Josh Conley. And we got Vito Malecki Jr. taking on Jimmy Williams. Just some uh, some other names to talk about on this card. Uh, let's discuss it a little bit, guys, before we move on to the next one. Where do you want to start? <laughs> Where do you want to start? I mean, I'm lost in space. I'm I'm I wasn't taking notes, Mike. Jeez. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, guys, let's say we got Danny Garcia taking on Jose Benavides Jr. Oh yeah, you talk about Danny. I, I trained with, I trained in the gym with him. He's a really nice guy, you know. Um, and you can see him. I seen him real quick. I seen him uh, coming up, and you know, at different gyms. And then I think I was training at with in one gym at for a period of time. Uh, seemed to be a nice guy, quiet. Um, and and he boxes real good. Throws that overhand right. I don't think he got it from me. And he throws a good <laughs> left hook, right? I don't, but I don't know about his opponent. That's why I keep saying to you, Mike. Um, yeah. Hey, man, I gotta try to get it in. But I will. <laughs> we we gotta start watching the fights together. Tim. That's, that's it. We gotta start watching the fights together. Yeah, I know. I know. There's other <laughs> stuff too. There's some boxers uh, not on. Not even boxers. They've been forgetting. <laughs> yeah, they're getting. Oh, definitely. You know, there's a couple of boxes I talked to. I was like, wow. Now, a year ago, he was all right. Now he. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I uh, Carl, that, that one begins in your country. Uh, I believe that one starts at 2 a.m., man. That uh, that Garcia and uh, Benavides card gets underway in the UK at 2, 2 a.m. for you. Uh, that's unfortunate. If what, you're, a fight? If you're a fight? Yeah. Yeah, that fight will get fight underway. It's going to be. In the American UK time, it starts at 2 a.m. Oh, for us, it's 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, so we'll be able to check that one out. And then we have we have this one too, man. We got uh, we got Josh Kelly versus Bastida. Um, this is another good one here. Josh Kelly. Yeah, Josh Kelly. He's English, is, uh, right? Josh Kelly's English. Yeah, he's an English. He's man, English, yes. right? Josh Kelly. Yeah. It was a triple threat of of title talk. You know, Josh Kelly, Harlem Eubank. Pat McCormick, all promised sensational performances to propel their rise to the top as part of a huge night of free-to-air boxing on Saturday night, live and free-to-air in the front of terrestrial television audience. Um, WBO International Super Welter Championship will be on the line as Sunderland's Kelly has the opportunity to make the stadium erupt in front of his own Northeast faithful Um Argentina's Lucas Bastido, who is 18-1-1 with 10 knockouts, questioned the size and uh, physicality of his opponent at the press conference and promised to take a win back to his homeland uh, with an entry into the world rankings. Their incentive for both fighters uh, thus guarantees to be an, the icing on the cake of a stacked night showcasing the area's unbelievable talent. Uh, yeah, this is a good one. I'm, I'm, I'm fairly excited for this one, guys. Uh, we got Harlem Eubank, Elliot Chavez, you know, Harlem Eubank, 14-0, taking on Elliot Chavez, who's 11-4-1. This one's in the super lightweight division. 
Uh, Hosea Stewart, 2-0, looking to stay undefeated against Franklin Ignitus, who is 4-0. And then we got Pat McCormick. Love this one. Can't wait to see this kid back in action, man. Pat McCormick is taking on Dimitri Treno, uh, who is 8-1-0. So this is definitely going to be a showcasing or a step-up fight for Pat McCormick, uh, who we've definitely profiled on the show before and talked about him. Uh, Aaron Chalmers, also 1-0, taking on somebody that has not been announced as of yet. So... We'll see uh, what's going on with that one. But this is a small card, guys. This one, TY, Argentina, TYC Sports, United Kingdom, Channel 5. This one is uh, going to get underway at, I believe, this one is getting underway at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Oh, no, sorry. 8 p.m., 2 p.m. This one's a 2 p.m. card, guys. Sorry. 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time is getting underway, so be on the lookout for this one. I can't wait. I'm super excited, guys. We got lots of boxing on terrestrial TV in the UK. Yes, that's right, Carl. That's right. So we got lots of action, guys. Lots of sports for you guys to watch. Lots of fights. Hopefully lots of knockouts because you know what? We need them for the Sunday show, man. And uh, <laughs> Tim, I'm loving the hat. Brother. I'm loving the hat. Oh, I'll... No, no, thank you. So, what I'm else do you guys to... want to talk about in the world of boxing? Any any new uh, any new things, Graham? I know you've been away for a week, uh, basking in the sun, staying away from the boxing. Oh, he's world. on vacation, yeah. Oh, yeah, look at the sun he's got, man. His hair doesn't even look yellow anymore. <laughs> oh, he did look like a movie star. Go ahead, you look like a movie star. Got the he's, he's, he's got the George Clooney going on. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Where's you in Canada? <clears throat> yeah, I was in uh, Portugal and Spain for a while. Um, not much boxing activity down there, I'll tell you. Um, really? but one of the things that I wanted to just quickly mention, it was reported today uh, that they finally announced the broadcast rights for the Jake Paul show, which includes Amanda Serrano show. Okay. And, uh, and, and, and it's, it was interesting to note that the pay-per-view fee has actually been a decreased from the DAZN fee of $79.99 to a Showtime fee of $59.99. I think that reflects the fact that Jake Paul is not as popular as he thinks he is and does not command uh, the big dollars that a oh. prime heavyweight fight would be. Yeah. I just want to make make, make, make note of that on tonight's show. Well, that's... Uh... Well... <laughs> He's not as popular as he thought he was, eh? <laughs> no, and uh, you know the interesting thing is, and they've got some really, really great talent producing the show. Some really great talent behind the show, uh, but at the end How of the day, get... it's, it's what's in front of the camera. I was going to say, it's what's in front of the camera that matters. Leon, and I think him. I think, I think Jake Paul going up against. Seem Rockman, yeah. I was gonna mention, I think Jake Paul's gonna get beaten. A lot of people are swinging that way. A lot of people are swinging that way. Um, he has improved, I'll tell you that much from uh, from some of the training videos that I've been watching. Uh, Jake Paul has stepped up his game a bit, man. He's he's looking a little yeah. more fierce, a little more, uh, a little more polished, as 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 you can call him. You know, he's I'm not gonna call him a boxer, uh, but as a, as a YouTuber who wants to learn how to box he's looking pretty polished uh for what it is but i hell no am i gonna call him a boxer because he's not you talking about jake jake Paul? yeah i'm talking about jake yeah he's he's, he's, he's been looking, looking pretty right. he, 
He's been he looking kind of sharp, you know. Yeah, he is. He is looking sharp. I'll, I'll, I'll give him that. He's yeah. uh, he's definitely working on his power punches. Um, you know, you can see it. He posted all over social media, so you can see. Yeah, but he didn't have no hard road. He didn't have no road of going up. It just all was quick. Um, it, you know, it was all quick and everything. And and I'd be surprised if somebody got a lot of experience. I think definitely probably can get him because they're usually in there all the time. And he just came in fast and doing it. But he yeah. might could he might could pull it off if you get you in know good what, shape. Man, all, all I've all I've seen from him is that big overhand right. So you know, <laughs> who showed him how to throw that? I don't know, Tim. Did you show him that? <laughs> he must have showed on the video or something. He must he must have been watching your tutorial videos. Is that it? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. So is he fighting again? He's fighting again, right? Yeah, he's taking on uh, Hasim Rockman Jr. Hasim Rockman, yeah. Hasim. Yeah. What about you the know, Rockman you know, son that lives in Philly? Is that the same guy? No, the one that lives in Philly is uh, Musan Kaysan. Oh, right. That's right. He better not mess with him. Yeah. <laughs> he better not mess with him. We've had him on the show. Here's an interesting fact for you. Um, we, we had the Zab Judah on the show uh, last year. And it's yeah. Zab Judah's father, Yoel Judah, who's actually training. Yoel. Man. So, He's right, training right, who? Rockman. Oh, and, uh, the one in Philly or the one that's going to fight? No, no the one that's fighting. Oh, okay. so Zab Judah's father has been teaching okay. Hassan Rockman Jr. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, that's, that's definitely some interesting news. Okay. Yeah, I was and, in Kenny uh, Ken Smith and DJ Flores. His brothers. Having that Boston issue. <laughs> oh man! Um, honestly, did you guys hear about um, the argument that started between uh, Russell Jr.? It kind of escalated. Um, no, no, no. So it's unclear what started the argument, but Gary Russell Jr. escalated things when he said he was tempted to smack the 25-year-old former WBA interim super featherweight champion Colbert. Uh yeah, this one uh, <laughs> this one almost got pretty crazy, man. Um, Gary Russell quote, "You're out of shape, Chris Colbert." Well, quote, "I came off the block. Let's go to the gym and spar whenever tomorrow night. Whatever." Russell, three months since my surgery, a smack of mother right now, Colbert. Mike, Mike when you get healthy, <laughs> I'm sorry, Mike. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. How how can we get the greatest matchmaker in the world on on our show, uh, Leon Muhammad? How can we right get now? him on? Is how can we get him on? How do okay? Get get his email. Get get his email address. You don't have an email. You got a phone number. How about a phone number? Oh, I don't know, Eric. Uh, we have a producer. Eric? I don't know. Hey, Leon. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fine. I can I can do. Yeah, it. he he on now. Oh, we on the podcast now. Could you do okay. it by phone number? Yeah, our producer yeah. says. Our producer says, "Yeah, we can do it by phone number." Tim, okay. just send it to me in WhatsApp. Yeah, just text, you, text, text, text him the number in WhatsApp. Text him the number in WhatsApp. Yeah, does he have WhatsApp? Oh or no, oh, just, you, you don't have to have. You got WhatsApp, uh, Leon? You don't? No. 
Okay. I, I can text. I can text him the link. Okay, he can text him the link. Text it to his to his number, right? Yeah. You, Kim, yeah. Text, text Eric. You have to send. You have to send me his number. You have to send me his number. I gotta send you his number. Okay, I'm gonna send you. I'm gonna send you Leon. They're gonna send you the number, and you click it, and then you, then you it'll be on your phone. Okay. Excellent. Looking I love forward it. to you coming on, man. Try to get on. I'm gonna give them your number, right? Uh, hang up and get ready. <laughs> yeah, yes, this matchmaker. Uh, so, oh, oh, so, oh, so I got his number. I'll give you the number. Hold on. Oh, I need great. my glasses. You don't mind me doing this, right? No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm going to get me on. Okay, 1 862 Okay, it's 1 3341. There we go. <laughs> that's somebody else's. That's it, but he's using somebody. So uh, get that to him. And and he'll be right on. So we can continue talking, but this guy yeah. can talk. I'm telling you. Excellent. excellent. You never That's met Leon. You never heard of him. You never heard of him, right? Who? Nope. You, you never heard Leon, right? No. Nope. No. Yeah, so Chris Colberry, Don King, blows, man. This is good. Everybody use some the matches together. That's excellent. Okay, we can get you on. So yeah, so so Colbert and uh, and and Russell are having words, man. And uh, honestly, it's pretty hilarious, man. Russell says three months since my surgery, I smack a mother right now. Colbert says when you get healthy. Russell Jr. says I don't need to get healthy. I can smack a mother now. (laughs) Colbert says that's not happening. Like I said, if you want to fight, do it. He's just doing too much talking. I'm always in shape to fight. Uh, mother. <laughs> My gym is up the block. I'm always ready to fight. Yeah, whatever. We can go to Gleason's. I'm not like that. <laughs> this has gone back and forth, man. So this is pretty good. If you guys ended up seeing it, uh, definitely uh, turned out to be a little heated. And that was during the Garcia Benavides press conference. If... Uh, if you guys were watching that, man, it was pretty great. It was pretty great. <laughs> uh, yeah. And anything else anybody want to add in boxing? I'm ready to talk about it. Let's go. Um, I was noticing the. But. No, no. You, nobody said anything. I, I was saying I just noticed that the the undercard has been announced for the Usyk Joshua fight. Gergovic versus uh, Zhang. Ooh. So another another heavyweight clash. That's a big one. Uh, I, I noticed that Carl chimed in and said, uh, Sh- "Showtime, I believe." Who? who yeah. Oh, Sky. Sky had won the pay per view rights, which is interesting because Anthony Joshua, who's managed by Eddie Hearn, wanted yeah. the fight in England originally, and Usyk said, "No, I'm doing this for the money." So that's why the fight's taking place in Saudi Arabia, and Sky Sports win, win the uh, pay per view rights. So money talks, post blocks, and uh, there's another decision made, taken away from Eddie Hearn. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Would they trying uh, to gain confidence or something about maybe you know the fight and everything? Uh, they want to fight in England, uh, maybe. Um, I'm just saying, you said I'm a fight anywhere, but they fight where the money at. 
But why would they want to fight? I know they want to fight in England, but is there a reason? Are they are they nervous? Are they scared? Um, Money wise, what you well, think? If, if Anthony Joshua would come on our show, we could ask him. But yeah. um, <laughs> but I, I really think I really think it has something to do with the, the hometown crowd uh, that he wanted behind him, uh, and he thought he could fill a stadium in England uh, to the same degree that uh, Tyson Fury can. And I don't think that's true. I don't think that could happen. Uh, I think Eddie Hearn probably made a wise decision, backed off a little bit, especially if Joshua loses. I mean, if, if, if the fight was to, was to have been held in England and was to be broadcast by DAZN and Joshua lost, Mr. Hearn would look very embarrassed, I would say. Well, I think that he needs a backbone. Um, I do believe I'm just saying. No, I'm not. I'm talking about Anthony. What I mean is, is that oh, okay. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's his fault, but I'm guarantee you, the skills bring out the confidence. It makes you a tiger. It makes you confidence. It make it, it. You know that you can get out the way of that punch. You know you could block. They back. They don't. They don't have a lot of that. That's one taste of the spoon that they don't have. I don't care. I went over to England and knocked Bruno out in their territory because I had I had believed in my skills and, and, and all those people. I think they fear and they need they want to stay in they want to stay in the UK. That'll give Josh yeah all my balls around. But I showed yeah. America, I showed the world, I went in somebody else's backyard. And the yeah. skills helped me do it. That gave me the confidence. I do believe if I didn't had those little skills. It would, you know, I think it would have, I would have been less aggressive and stuff like that. So I do believe he lacks that, and that's in his mind. People they really don't know because they don't know they don't they don't know that. But they, but they want to be close to home and give him confidence and send me somewhere. I'm fine. No? Mm-hmm. So you guys might have opinions. He would have so much more confident. Anywhere, I'm knocking him. <laughs> and and I think him certain amount of skills don't know you the two time former heavy camera my man Tim was hey baby Muhammad welcome welcome Leon how you doing man how are you how are you welcome so good to be here. At 79, so good to be here. Understand what I'm saying? He's still. We can hear How you doing, Tim? Tim, Tim, Tim. Leon, Leon's here. Oh, oh he, fr- he froze for a second. Leon's ear is here. <laughs> he's got he's to pull that camera away from yeah, his ear. His skills and stuff is, is not giving them. It's not giving him a lot of more confidence. He's confident, but that skills thing, I throw him over there, will hit that corner, will hit that home run. You know, right. that little bit of giving that encouragement, and he don't have that. Mm-hmm. Send me anywhere. We rumbling. Because I know how to I know right. how to keep it tight. I know how to keep it tight, That's you know? Right. That plays That's a right. little part in that. I fought before, and that does. I was confident when I went over there. 
I was confident when I knocked Broad out, knocked, knocked these other guys. I wasn't confident when I lost when I when I lost the Bone Crusher the, the second time because I threw the fight. I wasn't. I just was like boom. And it was other fights. I wasn't confident. Larry Holmes. I was confident. I didn't care. Yeah. You know, like that. So that's what he lacked in the boxer. Right. He know he can go so far, but then when it gets tough, that's when he 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 goes backwards. You know, that's mm. it. I can see it. Um, funny thing is, is, you know, DAZN have just signed Joshua to fight on DAZN, and then they lose his first fight deal to Sky. That's uh, that's pretty incredible. Carl, thanks for that little mm. tidbit there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so so I, like, I like Joshua. I love Joshua. It's a shame that guys, I know little these things, and they, they, they don't want no help. They make the money. Well, what, are you, what, are your th th what are your thoughts on Joshua Usek, too? Who do you think he's gonna win it? I, I I believe that I believe that somebody probably might be trying to show him tight defense and drilling that right hand. There's a whole lot more to it. Um, I do believe if he just keep his D tight and bang, he could win that fight. I believe he could. He could have won the first one. He could have won yeah. the first one. It's so sad, you know. Wow. So I do believe he coming back. If he come back, um, if if he does the same thing, I think Yusef is gonna uh, outplay him and do it. You know, but well, I also noticed that Joshua was everywhere. I don't know if he was training or where he went, but it seemed like he was on on a tour or something. Um, but but now he's trying to train train a, a lot harder, I think. Um, but um, he need those little things I was talking about that would make him more confident. But you might see a replay. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how much he's been out there. You know, going here, going there. You see him on the internet and. Twitter and and um so I just don't know man which the best for him though me too I'm picking um, you sec trainer you, you, oh you asked me a question I ain't answer and, and I said real quick I believe he could win if he go yeah. in there and keep his D tight boom he could win I, I hope I hope we see a different Joshua than the last outing man the last outing looked like he was in a sparring match it didn't look like he was ready to bring it um yeah, you know, for, for his sake, he's got to come through with the victory here. Uh, Tyson Fury says he'll come out of retirement to fight him if he wins. For, well, for free. So, well, I'm going to tell you, a lot of that money, all that money and stuff, it makes you soft. You know, Hopkins, I seen him the other night at, at, at the Atlantic two, two nights ago. He was sharp. Yep. He was tight. And when I was in camp, he was in shape. He was in shape. And he, he he's out there. He's got money and everything, and he's going out of shape. Now, when you get that money, you kind of relax and go here and go there. You the champ, and you, it's very few boxers to stay stay busy. Like, yeah, I, I think Marvin. Oh, we're losing, we're losing the internet. Stay shape all, all, all year round. You know, yeah. Um, um, he talking about the line. He talking about this other stuff that he took enough time to be serious about boxing too. Oh yeah, you, you know, oh. I, I I just oh, I know. he was here and there on TV and he was in Florida yep. training. He was down there in California training, right? Cal he was in California. Um, let's don't hope the money and stuff <laughs> slow him down. It it motivates some people though. <laughs> Money. 
Well, wait, we, you know what we need to motivate? Getting Charlo to sign the deal against Benefitas. That's what I, that's what I like to see. Uh, you know, Charlo, Charlo, uh, trainer Char Jose Benefitas Sr. Yeah, Jamel Charlo, you know, he needs to stop talking and sign the damn contract is what uh, David Benavides' father is saying. And, uh, you know, undefeated Charlo um, is the one that uh, Jose Sr. wants for his son. Uh, the former two-time WBC 168-pound champion Benavides, who's 26-0 with 23 knockouts to fight next. Ooh, you know, Charlo ooh, said, say that again. Charlo say said, that again. Yeah, Charlo said uh, that Benavides is one of the guys he would like to face next. However, he has also mentioned that he wants to fight Glovkin, De La Hoya, Andre, and Eubank Jr. as well. But Showtime president Steven Espinoza says that Benavides is the easiest one to make of the fights. So we got to get it underway, man. And honestly, Charlo's got to stop sleeping and just sign the damn contract and fight Benavides. Get it done. You want to fight the man? The fight is able to happen? Fuck. Sign the damn contract. I was about to really swear there, but sign the damn contract. Did you just swear? Did you just I swear just I, now? I caught myself. I caught myself. I was going to say. 21, you know. But yeah, it needs <laughs> to happen, man. I want to see Charlos Benavides get in there and get it done, man. Charlos says he wants him, so he might as well sign the contract and get it done. Man, that's that's there's there's a lot of doing this right now. For a lot of boxers, just we ain't we we This ain't Mister Dress Up. This is not Finnegan, and I'm not Casey. We're not getting that done. Like, let's get it done, man. Sign these contracts and get these fights happening. That's what I, I, I have. I have to wonder whether it's simply because you have guys like Tyson Fury who have set the bar with respect to monies being paid out to boxers, and I think guys like Charlo are sitting there saying, "I'm worth just as much." I mean, these guys have egos, as you know. And I think those egos are now talking. And I think I think back in the day when when Tim was fighting, uh, you know, he was paid X amount. I mean, I'm, I remember you telling us Tim made three hundred thousand, I think it was, to go fight uh, Bruno. Like that's not a lot of money these days, is it? I mean, you know, these guys won't get off their couches for less than a million bucks. So, you know, now they now they want eighty million and they share the the pay per view rights. And I don't think uh, Charles is in that position to be making those demands. But I'll bet that's what his camp is making demands for. Yeah, probably. It's probably money. You know, at the end of the day, all, all this crap nowadays just comes down to money. And yeah. it comes down to promoters protecting theirs. You know, they're all trying to protect their own. They're trying to protect their, you know, their cash cows. And honestly, it's just, it's it makes for a bunch of prima donnas. A bunch of guys that just, you know, are hiding behind, their, hiding behind the fact that, oh, well, you know, I've got this option and this option. And I'm just trying to figure out what the best one is. You know what the best option is? Get your damn ass in the ring and fight. That's the best one. Like, that's it. That's the only one. I'm tired of these guys just chirping. You say you want the fight to happen. The fight can happen. You're just not signing the contract. So you know what? Sign the damn contract, Charlo. What are you afraid of? You afraid of getting your ass whooped? Like, is that it? Because that's what it seems you know, like to me. If, if, we, if, we, if we can bring it down a level, uh, you, you were a fight while I was away uh, here in, in Toronto. Yeah. And you were ringside. I mean, was the action just as exciting at that level of competition as it would be at any fight when you're oh. ringside? When you are ringside, the action is incredible. When the fans, when the fans, when true boxing fans get to sit there and watch two people get in the ring 
in a combative sports competition and battle it out to see who the best is. It doesn't matter who is in that ring. It is exciting. It is exciting all the time, especially when you're live ringside. And let's give a shout out to Amanda Gali, who broke her hand in the 30 first 30 seconds. seconds. First 30 seconds of her fight, yet continued to fight to the last bell. Yeah, man. Last bell. Honestly, honestly, she dominated. She dominated with her left hand. I was Great at that. I was, I was there. I was ringside, man. She dominated that. I have video footage. I have pictures. I have slow motion shots. That girl ate. Ate that boxing glove, man. Let me tell you, Amanda Gully really put on a hurting on, on this girl, man. And honestly, I don't know how she didn't come out with a unanimous decision win over this one for sure. But yeah, shout out to her, man. Real warrior. Breaks her hand 30 seconds into the first round and just continues right through. Ends up with a split behind her ear. I believe it was in the seventh. Uh, that one went eight rounds, man. That was a great, great night of fights, to be honest. Uh, shout out to Lee Baxter putting on a great uh, a great. A great fight, great event, man, and what a great venue. Rebel Entertainment Complex in Toronto, Canada, definitely a great venue. If you ever travel to Canada and you have an, an opportunity to watch a boxing event put on at this location, believe me, you will not be disappointed. Spend the money, watch the fights. The venue is great, a great venue. Have you I, been I can't in a fight? I'm rep Toronto. <laughs> That's cool. I, know, I just got to ask Tim if he's been in any fights lately. You you were at the 2400 a couple of months ago, but. Yeah, what? Any fight? What's the, what's the latest fight you've been at, Tim? When was the last fight you were at? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But is, oh. is it? Okay. Well, unfortunately, I guess Tim Tim's internet's cracking again. We got Clarissa oh, yeah. Shields and Savannah Marshall going toe to toe again. That's coming up. Yes. Yes. Would you say? We were just wondering, uh, what was the last fight you were at, Tim? Any, any good fights that you saw sitting ringside? Uh, like, you know, you're invited to all of them. <laughs> Do you hear? No, I can't. Can't hear There's you. You were breaking wrong. up there, Tim. Yeah, maybe, maybe Shania's uh, downloading something in the background. <laughs> hey. Oh, what did oh, he man. say? What did you say? I said maybe Shania is downloading stuff in the background. <laughs> Well, what did Graham ask me? He asked you if you see what when was the last fight you were at? Did you see any good fights lately? Did you see any I wasn't good fights? No fights. No, no, I'm just saying. Did you see any I good fights been... lately? No. Well, Tim, what do you tell us while you're getting ready? While you're in the gym, you you got an exhibition match coming up, don't you? Yeah, against um, Leo, um, the the, uh, the um, boxing coach of Rocky Boxing up in Berwick, New Jersey. He's about six foot four, you know. Um, so he has an amateur show on September the tenth up in Berwick, PA. And um, he said, "Why don't you let's put on the um, let's put on the um, exhibition?" So we're gonna have to go in there. I'm in shape, so I'm training just like a regular fight. 
I've been running uh, 30, uh, 30 minutes. Uh, I've been hitting four or five rounds on the heavy bag. Um, I'm going to start doing the hammer. My weight is down to 142 for the first, for 140 the first time in 25 years, Ooh. you know? So I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to go to 35 and that'd be close to the weight I was when I was fighting. So, um, so we're going to, we're going to promote and promote it and everything and see who all come out and see it. Um, but if any, the reason why I'm training too, just in case they ask me to do an exhibition with somebody else, I'm all right. I'm gonna keep my D tight. Um, I'm gonna take a chance, you know, if I'm in shape, I'm not gonna look for it. But if, if somebody here that I'm in shape and they want to do it, Hey, this is going to be the best fight of my, or best exhibition, exhibition of my life. Cause I'm a guarantee I'm gonna keep my defense tight and my punch and just see, feel it one more time before I hang them up. For the, for the rest of my life, really. You, you know, know what? I think, I think Tim, I think we're going to have to make a trip down to see that one. I, I think I think we're going to make, we're gonna have to make a trip down to see you in the ring, brother. And I think we're going to have to sit but ringside. But not the, not the one the exhibition, not the one um like yeah. the, the one in Burrard. You're talking about off Yeah, I'm, talking, right? I'm talking about the exhibition. I'm thinking if this is going to be the last time you get in the ring. I got the team behind. The last time you get yes. in the ring, I think we're going to have to make a trip. I think we're going to have to make a trip, and then we're going to have to come see you for sure. I'm down. I'm down to make the journey. Yeah, I'll yeah, make it. Yeah. And then, and then, then, Tim, then, Tim, you can put me in the gym. And, and... Is, is... <laughs> Which is I can stream it live for us. No, what about the... What? Oh, your, your, your internet broke up, Tim. Didn't hear you. Did you guys hear that uh, Andy Ruiz Jr. Uh, is in the perfect position for a second world title shot? Sorry, Mike, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> Tim, you're Andy, Andy, Andy Ruiz is Yeah, Andy Ruiz, you know, former unified heavyweight champ. Uh, you know, yeah. he's in the perfect position right now to earn a second world title shot if he defeats the 43-year-old Luis Ortiz in a WBC title eliminator September the 4th, which is uh, going to be on Fox Sports pay-per-view at the Crypto Arena in Los Angeles. Uh, the higher-ups with the World Boxing Council must really like, you know, Ruiz, who's ranked number five. Uh, who's 34-2 and 22 knockouts, for them to sanction his fight against the number eight Ortiz, who is 33-2 and two with 28 knockouts, as an official title eliminator with their organization. You know, Ruiz has a large fan base in the U.S., which obviously helps when it comes, uh, you know, to him uh, getting, to, getting the express straight to the top of another world title shot. Uh, in a perfect world, Ruiz should have had to fight at least two quality heavyweights uh, Deontay Wilder, Joe Joyce, for him to become the WBC mandatory to now retired champion Tyson Fury. Instead, Ruiz is getting an easy path fighting soon-to-be 44-year-old Southpaw uh, Luis Ortiz in a WBC sanctioned title eliminator. There are four contenders ranked about uh, about Ruiz in the WBC's top 10 that are arguably are more deserving to be contesting in a world title eliminator. Not only has Ruiz been largely inactive since losing his IBF, WBA, and WBO titles to Anthony Joshua in the rematch of December 2019. But he's not fought anyone of quality. Uh, and then choosing to face 40-year-old Chris Areola last year in May after sitting inactive during 2020. And then Ruiz says he deserves a third fight against Joshua after losing to him. But the British heavyweight 
has what's uh, what's left of his sinking career on the line against IBF, WBA, and WBO world champion Alexander Usyk. So, you know, Joshua has really gone downhill as a fighter since 2019. At this point, the chance is slim that he's going to regain his lost belts against Usyk. Uh, without those titles, it makes it pointless for Joshua to face Ruiz again. And after all, Ruiz is fighting the old-timer, Luis Ortiz, in the WBC title eliminator to fight for a belt, not against a guy with a guy poised to lose his second consecutive fight. He can now, or he can, one drowning, how can one man drown survive or save another? This is, it's crazy. It's, uh, it's, it's a little... A little hard to grasp onto, but I, I don't think I don't think it should be happening. I don't think uh, you know Ruiz should be be on his way to another title shot. To be honest, I think that's uh, that's way out of line. That's hype. Pardon me. That's hype. Yeah. You talking about John Ruiz? They used to no, play Andy, Andrew, Andy Ruiz. Andrew and John Ruiz. Ruiz. Yeah. So if he beats Luis Ortiz, um, he's, he's point, on his way um, to another title. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so that's uh that's what it is, man. And then Tyson Fury is interested in Derek to jo- uh, uh Chizora trilogy in December, says Eddie Hearn. Have you guys heard this? No, I haven't, but of course. <laughs> right. <laughs> this one, uh, you know, Eddie Hearn says WBC heavyweight champion Tyson Fury is interested in facing 38-year-old journeyman Derek Chisora in December. It's unclear whether the World Boxing Council will sanction the Fury Chisora trilogy as a title defense for Tyson or if they'll reject the matchup. Uh, The champions are supposed to defend against contenders, not second-tier fighters, which uh, is kind of what Chisora is. Uh, The sanctioning bodies are supposed to prevent champions from choosing uh, to make a mockery of their championship status by picking and choosing dreadful opposition instead of top 15 contenders ideally the wbc strap or strip uh, will strip fury of his title anyway because he's been telling everyone he's retired so if fury is kidding around with the retirement bit he needs to publicly tell the fans and the wbc this because it doesn't look good for the sanctioning body allowing fury to sit on their wbc title as if he's kept uh as if it's a keepsake without defending it against ranked contenders if fury wants to fight Second tier uh, fodder like Chizora, he needs to do it with without the BC the WBC belts in his possession. That's uh, that's what they're saying. So there's a lot there's a lot going on. There's a lot of talk, man, going around in the boxing world. That that's that's gonna help unclog that heavyweight division. <laughs> yeah, honestly, what I'd like to see really, I, I'd like to see Joshua regain his titles. And then Fury fight Joshua for the undisputed. That's what we'd like to see, to be honest. But we all know that it's probably not going to happen like that, which is unfortunate. So again, the heavyweight division goes without an undisputed champion since what? The three-belt era. So again, again, we uh, we get to see it. How, Wait, how, we got- how, how long does Tyson Fury have? To hold on to that belt since he's announced his retirement. Um, you know what? I'm not sure how long you have to. Uh, I'm not sure, Tim. Do you? Would you know anything about that? About the WBC and and what they well, say? He retired, uh, right? He retired. 
He retired. He, so he, he says really he's retired, but he keeps messing around saying he's going to come out of retirement. So, well, he, he is kind of getting. Well, the belt was laying dormant somewhere, I guess. Whoever got the championship got it. If he re like, if he retired, then somebody else he he has to, I guess, make a deal to to come back and fight it again. But somebody else either had that belt or is up in limbo. What you think? Well, according to him, well, according to everybody, he still got it. He's still the champ. He can keep and the belt, but if he officially retired, that means he might. That have means to it's up for grabs, huh? If he officially retires, that means that belt is up for grabs. And then that means that Andy Ruiz and 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 Luis Ortiz fight for the WBC title eliminator could actually see one of those two sitting on that belt soon. Are you no. serious? No. <laughs> they give you a no. belt and they give you a duplicate. Yeah. They give you a duplicate. But yo, Fury keeps playing around saying that he's retired. Uh -oh, it's all happened? a game. It's all a game. It's a game. It's it's part of his it's part of his game. It's a part of his psych out. It's it's part of him faking and getting all in the you know in the heads of all the other competitors in the heavyweight division is what it is. It's a game. That's what he's playing. That's what Tyson Fury does. He plays games, he gets in people's heads. You know, he's gonna pop back out after this Usyk Joshua fight. He doesn't want any part of Usyk, which which is unfortunate because you know it would be that would be you know for me that, that would be the next the next step like let's take on Usyk let's let's undispute these titles and let's have me wearing them all for them you know what I mean that's that's you know that's where I'd like to like to see it go yeah fair enough good comment well since I've ranted and raved for all this time uh we're we're coming close <laughs> to the end I don't know what the <laughs> Yeah, do you, have, do you have any idea what uh, James wanted Who to say? Want the Who don't want the part? Are you Who don't want the part? James Hagler, he was just gonna. Pardon me. Who don't want the part? Are you said? Tyson Fury doesn't want it. He has no interest in fighting. Tyson Fury has no interest in fighting Usyk, but he said Why? that if Joshua Why ends up beating think? Usyk, I th I think it's because he doesn't. You know, too much high risk, low reward, is what I think it is. I don't it's a high risk fight. Everybody think is, is, I know. I don't see where everybody think of that. Honestly, I don't think. I, I, I think. I think Tyson Fury versus Usyk would be a great fight. Um, I, I would say Tyson. That'd Fury be an easy fight with the right person. That'd be an easy fight with the right person behind uh, Joshua. That fight was easy for him in the beginning. He's bigger, stronger. Yeah. If he did the right thing, the fight would have been. I don't think. I don't think it would last long. I ain't trying to take nothing. From from uh, Yusef, but um, and he's a hard fighter to fight. But yeah. if Josh, Joshua had the right tools, he he, I don't think he would. Joshua would punch. He would. You know, in that fight, the down, I think I think the whole downfall in that fight was the fact that Joshua just wasn't listening to his corner. He was not listening. His corner don't know nothing, though, Mike. His corner don't yeah. know nothing. True. His corner True. don't know nothing. Well, they do, but they they couldn't take him past that thing. That's what it was. You know, I don't blame him because he don't have the right people. I blame him for what he don't know. He needs help. Somebody that know, hey, man, this guy help you. This guy help you. I don't know everything, but I'm just telling you. I was over there with them guys, man. Right. And, and 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 they're good people. But, the, but, but you know, in terms of getting somebody to train him and stuff like that, hey, yeah. I seen some crazy situations. But if he had the right guy, he wouldn't need a lot of that stuff, I'm telling you. Yeah, I'm yeah. trying to bid for it. I'm trying to bid for a job, but 
I, no, but I don't care. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care. I got other stuff to do. Exactly. Exactly. You got. You got some mentorship. I, I wish, I wish them all well. The happen. I wish them all well. Um, according to WBC mandatory challenger rules, articles 3.1, 3.2, and 3.4 and 3.5 of the rules and regulations of the WBC state, a WBC champion should aim to defend the title in mandatory or voluntary defenses at least three times a year unless a written exemption or extension is granted by the WBC. A champion who does not defend his title within those periods shall forfeit their title unless the WBC permits otherwise. Champions shall purpose or sorry, propose voluntary defenses against qualified challengers and shall make at least one mandatory defense a year. So that being said, I guess, uh, you know, Tyson Fury to not be stripped of that WBC belt had uh, better make a fight happen soon. And that's, I guess, why he's looking at taking on Derek Chisora. So that's uh that's unfortunate. Well, I think uh, I think we're at that time. Uh, we're about to get out of here. Tim, always a pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> well, guys. Sorry, Tim, I couldn't hear you there. You're breaking up, brother. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Fight fans all around the world, thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the Friday Night Panel with yours truly, Mike Orr, and my man, Tim Witherspoon, and Grand Boys. Welcome back to the Friday Night Panel after your lovely vacation. You know what it is, guys, man. We're here talking boxing <laughs> all weekend. I hope you guys start watching. We got fights tonight, tomorrow. Make sure you join us Sunday for the scorecard, 930 Bring your cards and your explanations, and we'll see you at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for our Knockout of the Week Award. Don't be late. Don't miss it. You're going to hate yourself if you do. Guys, thanks for tuning in to Friday's episode of the Friday Night Panel, and we will see you next week. Same time, same channel, new topics. Peace. All right, Jake. All right, I'm so guys, so guys, I'm in the hospital, I had an accident, I'm still going to be able to fight August 6th, so get your tickets at msg.com. You in the hospital? I broke my back. No, it's all joke. Carrying the promotion for this event. It's broken. Is he good? Nurse! Well, he broke the nurse for more Oh my god, god. I love it. carrying the last five fights promotion. My opponents never sell shit. Oh, it hurts! Do something. It hurts! These motherfuckers never sell shit! They couldn't sell a pen to a writer! <laughs> Guys, if you haven't seen that yet, you just saw it now. Jake Paul is tired of carrying the promotions on his back and selling all the tickets himself, folks. Wow. Wow. Talk about a guy who knows how to get under people's skin and really get his name out there and sell a bunch of tickets. Jake Paul, I commend you for your way to sell tickets, brother. You're doing great. Hopefully we get to see you in action and uh, actually be able to hold your own against a boxer because it's going to be the first time that this guy gets in the ring with a boxer. So let's see what happens. Uh, Fight fans, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Same time, same channel. You know what it is. Knuckle up. Peace out. Peace.